Welcome to Knights of the Roll Table. This is season five, and I am your dungeon master, Chris Daly, stepping back into the DM's chair, and I'm glad to be back. Hello, everybody. Hello, players. Hey, DM. What up? <laughs> uh, we have a small crew tonight, and we'll kind of get to why in, in, in a bit when we start playing, but let's have everybody uh, just introduce yourselves. Uh, let, let everybody know that's listening who is here. Don't introduce your character quite yet. We're going to we're going to wait for that. But if you've listened to the session zero, then you will have already known who the characters are. But go ahead. And, uh, let's start with uh, on my left, on my virtual left. Hey, everybody. This is Jeff Frank uh, returning again. I was DM last season. Excited to be back as a player for this season. And I'm Matt Messerman. I've been here as a player and I continue to be here as a player the way I like it. But Jeff and Matt, if you've listened to Session Zero of Season 5, are playing some new characters. So to do things a little different, I thought we would start the campaign uh, this new season with the new players. And we'll incorporate some of our other players and characters uh, a little bit later. Um, hopefully next session, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But uh, depends on how things go. So, oh, I should say that we are incorporating a kind of a new homebrew rule, uh, which is called stunts. So this is something I saw on, I forget which website, which is terrible, and I'm going to try to find it. But this is a, uh, so this is it's kind of a homebrew bonus action rule. So when you have a bonus action, it's a free action that's set aside for very class-specific kind of abilities. And so what we're going to do is, have the option to do a bonus action called a stunt. So it's kind of what it sounds like. You can perform an especially daring or cool action and you get to make a check to try and make what's essentially a free move action. It's isn't without risk necessarily, but it adds a dash of extra frenetic opportunist pulp action flavor. So if you do have a bonus action, you can always do that. Or if you want to do a special flair, uh, you can say, I want to do a stunt, and that can be done as a bonus action as well, and just kind of makes it interesting, but I might have you roll for some things uh, as well. So, any questions about what, that? Yeah, what's an example of a stunt that somebody might do? Yeah, so you might say, I want to move across these tables that are in the middle of the room, but instead of just moving over it normal speed, I'm going to do like a double flip and try to land with my feet kicking the ogre on the other side of the table. And that's particularly effective. And if you succeed in your skills check, uh, then then you might do extra damage or you might um, knock him prone or, you know, th that sort of thing. So if it, if it pulls it off really nicely, there might be benefits. If you don't pull it off, then there might be consequences. You attempt to kick the ogre in the face. Yeah, they end up, you know, and pulling on your back he... and now you're, <laughs> you, you lost your breath for for five minutes or something. Your feet are now in the ogre's mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. He is chewing on you. Oh, I love something it. Something like that. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Okay. Delicious. The world is still reeling from the simultaneous takeover of many realms by powerful rulers, beings, and creatures known only as the elites. These members of the Platinum Syndicate are now using their influence to not only dominate their own realms, but usurp others into their expanding empires. While fighting a secret battle to stop these elites, 
these Knights of the Realms were betrayed by infiltrators to the organization, leaving many knights scattered or missing. Although there is hope, as recent victories in Red Basin and Castor took down two more elites and gave the order away to filter out moles. As they try to regroup, many knights find themselves wondering how they can gain an advantage and who is behind this dangerous game of conquest. You wake up to the sounds of metal hitting steel and other metal. You sit up suddenly and in the dim light of the fire that's been burned out and there's a trail of smoke on the other side of the campfire that you've made, you see silhouettes through the haze of two figures fighting a third. Has someone encroached your camp? Where did these people come from? Then you notice they seem very familiar. They, The silhouettes that you see are of your companions. One of them is a smaller uh, dwarven shape, and the other one is an uh, elven shape. And you recognize uh, these characters, or you recognize these figures as Corbear and Raleigh. Corbear is a dwarf, and Raleigh is a half-elf. And they seem to be fighting a third figure, which you immediately recognize as your mentor in the knights, Anastasia. And they are swarming her. You're sitting down. You just woke up. What do you do? Does it look like they are, like, attacking, attacking her? They or are, like it's, uh... They are definitely attacking her. But we're all friends. The last time before you went to sleep. All right. Um, I will immediately grab my sword and run out there. All right. Or, sorry, not my sword. My hammer axe thing. <laughs> hammer axe. Okay. So you're, hammer axe. Okay, you're grabbing that. And... Yeah. Uh, Jeff, what does your character do? Hey, now hold on, everybody. Uh, hold, wait. Oh, no, I'm already off to a bad start. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, what's going on? Why are we fighting? Hold on. Stop. Stop all this. And I cast uh, Shillelagh. Okay. I have a shillelagh. Excellent. So, you hear, you hear a, a muffled scream <sighs> and an intake of air. And... The elven female sees you with a look of panic in her eyes, and she just scowls at you and starts running. The dwarf clutches his side with his hand. Uh, the damage is done. <laughs> and then falls to the ground. Anastasia, why have you attacked our friends? Anastasia looks up and she says, They attacked me. <sighs> and then you notice as she brings up her hand, it's covered in a red, dark liquid. She's badly wounded and she falls down on her elbows. Please, 
Please come closer. I don't have much time. Now hold on, right. we can fix the honesty. So hold on. Yeah. Uh, Melvin is gonna cast uh, Aura of Vitality. Okay. You notice that something in her neck and face is creeping up, and it's kind of like this dark, veiny uh, tendrils, uh, uh, like like almost like a like a bad skin infection, and she doesn't seem to be getting better. In fact. She's just rapidly getting worse. And she she pulls you both uh, into her as you, as you kneel down. She kind of pulls you in and says, I, I, I don't, I've been poisoned. Is it contagious? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, just listen to me. You need to, you need to find Drake Bloodmoon. He's in the city of Valentrell. Keep each other safe. Be careful who you trust. And she slowly puts her head to the ground. Her last breath leaving her body. And Melbourne, you wake up for real this time. What? This was a a flashback or a dream to something that happened a few weeks ago. You wake up in a small room. It's uh there's a there's a wooden window with with a, a small four-posted bed. Um you're alone. You have a simple wash basin next to you on a table. And it seems to be morning. You realize that you're, you had a bad dream and you woke up in the inn that you stayed with, uh, that you're staying at. And uh, your traveling companion is, is not with you. Theo! Theo! Where are you? We cut to a pile of hay and the hay rises up and under it is uh theo um theo do you want to can you describe yourself oh oh yeah um theo is a uh orc ancestry with a human culture uh man and uh a little on the more uh slender side uh very tall um and through and through looking like a, a craftsperson like a, a farmer um and uh all the typical features of orcish ancestry uh the the tusk coming out of the uh mouth there um but less looking like a fighter and maybe more like um like i said a uh a farmer or a, a craftsperson okay and you wake up, Theo, and you're surrounded by hay, and there's kind of uh, some feed bags, and, and you're in a stable. Uh, yep. You're in the stable outside yep. of the inn, where typically uh, some livestock and horses are kept. And next to you is, is um, you see a small pile of coarse wool nuzzled up next to your side. 
Okay, Rebecca, time to wake up. Come on, let's get on a walk. <laughs> I know it's early, but we gotta get out. <laughs> I know. We'll we'll meet up with Melbourne in a minute. <laughs> and we get up and uh head out for the morning walk. Okay. Uh so we'll say after your morning walk, you <laughs> head back, you you bring Rebecca, your sheep, back to the stable and she enjoys some alfalfa, mm-hmm. which is provided. Um, and you head into the inn and at the sort of breakfast nook, which is, uh, uh, it's not, it's not a tavern inn. It's just an inn, but there is a little, you know, some, some, uh, oats and, and, um, fruit that's provided, uh, by the innkeeper. And you see your traveling companion, Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, can you describe yourself, please? Yeah, Melvin is uh, in his mid-twenties. He's a human. He's like uh, just hair under six feet. Uh, dirty blonde hair, blue eyes, dressed in plate armor. Uh, I assume he's probably donned that by now. Um, very very fightery looking. Mm-hmm. Clean shaven. Uh, very wholesome looking. All right. And just to provide you some context, it's been about two days since you arrived in the city of Valentrell. This is an inn in the middle of Valentrell uh, that you're currently uh, staying at. Um, your first day, you arrived towards the night, and your second day um, was mostly just looking around, getting your bearings, um, finding some places to eat, uh, finding some places to shop. Melbourne, you used to work here as a city guard. And you haven't seen anybody that you recognize. It's both familiar and completely alien to you. Um, Every place seems the same, but everybody seems a little different. And you can't quite put your finger on it. Why? Um, You haven't really started looking, but today was the day that you said, okay, we're going to really start searching uh, for this Drake Blood Moon. Um, But you've just had your breakfast. And what would you guys like to do? Well, Mel, um, I mean, any idea of uh, a blood moon where um, where they might uh, maybe have a family home or a, a manor somewhere? You ever heard of blood moon? Have I ever heard of blood moon? Uh, I'm going to have you roll a history check. All right. Uh, that would be a five. Okay. You, the, you're still waking up. I understand. <laughs> the name, the name Drake Blood Moon, is a to some uh, people in Valentrell, it is a st- story that mothers tell their kids to go to sleep if they don't if they get out of bed. Um, to others, uh, he's he's a bit of a legend. You know, he's a pirate that's three hundred years old. Some say that he might be a werewolf. Um, one person said has said that he's actually a woman, um, and others say that he's already dead, and uh, it's it's just a a ghost that people see. So you know enough. Uh, with a five, I would say you haven't heard anything concrete as to a location, but there is a legend in the in this that's sort of been told, almost like. That tour guides would be like, and he, and there's a legend of this Drake Blood Moon, but like no one knows anything about 
if it's real or who, who he is or that sort of thing. So it's kind of curious that Anastasia on her dying breath said, find this character who, when you lived here for a short period of time, you were like, wait, who? <laughs> I have heard only rumors, Mas Master Theo. But knowing the scoundrel that he probably is, we should investigate the seedier parts of the city. Well, okay, uh... I guess I'll follow you. Oh, I'm in the lead. This is, uh... <laughs> how exciting! Yes, the city is, uh, your... your domain. This is, uh, a bit uncomfortable. Do you think it'd be weird if I... if I brought Rebecca with us? Hmm. She... she don't do no harm. I would not mind at all, for Rebecca is... You're a companion in all things, and I look up to you, so of course. But others may think it's a little weird. Okay, but like on a scale, <laughs> like one to ten, like, you know, ten is like a... You know, five! A five, okay. Well, <laughs> I guess it doesn't really help me. I, I'm going to kind of uh, lean back, uh, kind of get down on one knee, Dexter back and be like, Rebecca... I think I need to leave you here for a little bit. Is that okay? I know. Yeah, okay. Look, don't give me that. I'll leave you something. Okay. Hold on. That's more of a goat. Uh, uh, okay, let me talk to the barkeep and uh, see if uh, Rebecca can stay. Hey there, Keep. How much for uh, just one uh, sheet for the day? The inn that you're staying at is called the Weeping Wyvern Inn. And it's it's a little more pricey than you would have liked, but um, Melbourne seemed to think this was a, a decent part of town. The caretaker of the inn is named Lassie, um, and she is a short dwarven woman. She's kind of in the middle, middle ages. She's got Dirty blonde hair, it's like slightly starting to gray. And uh, she comes up uh, behind the sort of front desk slash bar when, when it's nighttime and says, uh, What you talking about then? You want me to take care of your sheep? You don't have to take care of her. Just leave her out in there. She'll, she'll, she'll mind her own. Well, it's fine. You can stay in the stables. That's no problem. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm planning on feeding the goats and the horses, so I can give her some... Some grains and alfalfa later, but later. Well, I'll, I'll leave a special uh, kid for her. She's on a special diet. I don't want to upset her while we're traveling. She's kind of been on uh, a special diet. Kind of a bit upset. Yeah. Has has she got has she got the sheep stomach troubles? The sheep stomach no, no. troubles. No, she's fine. It's just you know the traveling gets uh you know it's emotional for her, so I don't want that. Uh, all right. Well. Uh, I'll do my best. I'll check in on her. Just make sure she's all right. But she okay. should be fine. Okay. Make sure the gates are closed, though. I don't want her running out. Well, of course. Where are you heading off to today, gentlemen? Well, you know, uh, we're looking for uh, a feller named uh, Drake Bloodmoon. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you mentioned that when you came in the other day. Uh, I still haven't... I uh, don't know anything about that other than uh, he's a bit of a 
a bit of a myth. <laughs> but um, you're welcome to look around. I mean, I'm sure there's places that might be able to, to help you out. Do you, do you need a... Um, do you need a brochure of the city, uh, uh, a map? Yeah, that, that'd be great. Maybe a list of wineries that uh, we can go on a little tour of later. Oh, well, um, I don't have a Do list. you have hot, hot air balloon in? I, I've never been in a hot air balloon. I don't quite know what that is. I mean, okay. Uh, Madam. I know what Madam. hot air is when you breathe it out, but... Madam, would you know where one should not go in this city? For fear of danger, for that is where we shall go to seek this fiend. Well, um, if you open the attachment that I just sent you. Oh, that's a good looking map, my man. Okay, so you open up a uh, kind of a rolled up, crumpled, probably used piece of parchment that has a uh, crudely drawn map. Um, it doesn't look like... Uh, there's a lot of detail on it, but it just has the sections of town so you can crudely navigate your way around. And a lot of these places seem familiar to you, Melbourne, because you worked here. As a, as a city guard, you kind of know the surface area of everything. You know kind of where things are, but you don't necessarily know, you know, the best places to eat in every district or anything like that. Right. It's more of just like, you know, casual casual directions and you have a good sense of direction of where everything is so and whereabouts are we where are we staying in I'll, I'll tell you so valentrell is is a coastal city it's surrounded by a large wall on the outer perimeter um there's about nine thousand people that live here so it's a pretty big city the inside um is is on a high hill and and you are staying um kind of to the the west of the river on the south part of town which is called Eldath Crossing and um your your the inn is in that area it's kind of a um so that's where you're at is El Eldath Crossing and if based on the map that you're looking at um you can tell me where you'd like to go or you can kind of ask questions about you know what what you know of the city yeah i i assume I assume being in the city guard that I would have a good idea of where the like bad parts of town were. Yep. Um, where's the nearest bad part of town to Eldith Cross? So the, the, the bad part of town is actually kind of to directly to the west of Eldath Crossing, which is the Gondmart. Gotcha. And the Gondmart. And you know, all of these places, all these districts are kind of named after gods uh, of the Pantheon, um, different gods that are... Um, are worshipped. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to make a religion check, you, I can tell you which god is named after, you know, which place is named after which god, but um, but otherwise I'll just tell you. So the Gone Mart is kind of like a southern market. It's lower rent. Uh, there's some smaller temples, but it's full of food and music, and um, but it's also kind of seedy because they don't have a lot of money, and there's some, you know, shady dealings that when you were in the city guard, it tended to be a place where you would go break up people that were drunk outside of taverns and things like that. Nothing, nothing like big criminal organization or anything, as far as you know. Seems like a good place to go knock some heads and see what, see what they know. Scout for rumors. Okay. Knock some heads. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was a city guard. What do you, okay. That's, I, that's, that's fair. May not be his path these days. Some heads. 
<laughs> okay, so you want to head to the Gondmart? Yeah. So you guys head west from the inn, kind of making your way through Eldath Crossing, and you head into the distinctly lower rent, but still very populated area of Gondmart. Immediately you hear uh, a little bit more chattering and, and um, pleasantries and unpleasantries in the air. The, the roads get a little less paved. Uh, the, the laundry is a little more hung outside the windows. Um, there's, it's, it's kind of a mix between um, a positive, good-smelling barrio and a low-rent district of a city. So it's, it's um, good and bad. So you, you have some amazing smells of beef cooking and uh, bread baking. Um, there's children running around with, you know, some, some sacks on and, and with some, some clothes on and uh, <laughs> just chasing each other and some are spraying each other with, with buckets of water. Um, mostly human again, but some, some dwarven and, and elvish as well. Uh, and you head into the Gonmart. Um, there, there is a large market in this in the center of this area. But is there anything in particular you're looking for? Do you want to talk to people? Do you want to go into shops? I think we would want to go into like a tavern or something. Okay. Um, somewhere where we could have a a quiet chat uh, and and hunt for rumors. Okay. There are two taverns uh, in this area. Um, one is called the Sunken's Wrath, and the other one is called the Hungry Stone. Um, the Hungry Stone is in a major crossroads and in near the big public square market, and the Sunken's Wrath is kind of on a street that's a little bit more ominously quiet, but it's, it's still well lit. It's, it's directly in the sunlight. As we're going, uh, Theo's going to be looking for uh, anybody that's uh, maybe vending cheese. Cheese? Like, an, like, a, like a dairy cheese. vendor? Okay. <laughs> yes. Cheese, dairy. Okay. All right. Uh, make, a, make a perception check. Okay. 11. 11. There's a lot of smells, some good and some bad. In this area, you you don't pick up any cheese on the on the air. Um, you definitely look around. There's a few carts, but you're not quite to the market square yet, so you probably will have some more luck um, with maybe some cheese uh, once you get to the the market square. You know, Melbourne, this doesn't uh, work out. Maybe uh, I set up a shop here and you know start be making some cheese. I don't see any other cheese vendors out here. Oh, and you make the most delicious cheese, especially from Rebecca. So, uh, where are we uh, heading, heading off to then? There are two taverns nearby. I think perhaps Sunken's Wrath would be more prone to tell us what we need to know. I do. I will say, uh, as a city watch, I have the watcher's eye. Mm -hmm. Tell trait. tell me about that. Uh, so I can easily find the local outpost of the watch or similar organization and just as easily pick out the dens of criminal activity in a community. Okay. Um, although I'm more, I'm obviously more welcome in the former than the latter. Okay. Uh, that, so. That's good to know. So you know that more seedy individuals would hang out in the Sunken's Wrath, although it is 
around, I'd say at this point, about 10 in the morning. So it's not quite when seedy individuals would hang <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Although Anyone hanging out at a tavern at 10 a.m. is probably a little seedy. They're probably ending the, the night. Yeah, the yeah. Time, right? Yeah, uh, yeah this, is, this is not quite not quite to the the dock ward area like near near where all the sailors hang out but it's it's mm-hmm. it's almost it's like there's one more district to go before sure. you get to that area so uh but yeah you would know that between the two um if you if you head a little further and and, and make your way to the sunken's wrath um it's slightly closer so you have some mix of sailors some mix of seedy individuals some some tourists that lost their way uh, some local workers that you know just want to unwind and get away from their families. It's usually the the clientele there. Cool. Yeah, so, I think that's where we should go. Okay, so you head in, and sure <laughs> enough, there are a few, but not many, patrons that look like they either had a hard night or uh, they're starting early. And uh, this is a wooden and sprawling single-story building. Um, there's kind of a reinforced wooden door. It looks like it's been broken several times, and but it's recently been repaired. Um, there are some surprisingly nice hedges on the outside uh, of the of the tavern. It, towards the front, as immediately as you walk in, you see a taxidermied bear near the entrance uh, near a poker table. And it's, um, it's very rustic uh, in here. And immediately uh, as you open the door, you are gre- greeted by a female voice from the bar saying, Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Sunken's Wrath. What can I get you folks? Oh, I thank you. And we'll approach the bar. Uh, Hi, and, uh, I'm Sybil. Oh, hello. I am Melvin Gelrod and this is my master Theo. Uh, Melvin, Theo, nice to meet you. What do you nice have? A you. bit of breakfast or uh, would you like... Uh, Something from the hair of the dog. Maybe a tea for me. Tea. Um, let's see what we got. Sure. I'll take a light ale. Oh, sure. No problem. Um, we do have uh, a special right now. For four silver, you can have a, a, a tankard of beer. And we got uh, some nice egg steam buns that we just got out of the oven. Ooh. That sounds delightful. Right. Um, uh, one of those and a tea. I'll be right back. And she goes into a back room. Comes back after a minute with um, a small mug of a hot liquid that is uh, handed to Theo. And um, it's uh, it's alright. You've had better. It's not the worst tea. It's not particularly flavorful. And uh, there's some passable beer maybe last night's you know the dregs of last night's beer um but uh the the egg steam bun looks very good how i'll take a bite how is it uh roll a constitution saving throw (laughs) what wait a minute hold on uh 19 um so you know how food like looks really good <laughs> like like cheeseburgers like with several layers yeah. and like the extra yeah. layer of bacon and like mm-hmm. and then yeah. hey let's put uh hot cheetos on that on that burger and this like this looks amazing and then you take a bite and you're like mm, something's off and with a 19 i'll say you notice this 
you plow through it, you still eat it, um, but uh, it's not going to make you sick, but it, if you hadn't have already eaten, this would have made you sick. <laughs> mm. Mm. My lady, I, I feel that may be a bit off, but... Uh, oh, really? Mm. Oh, I'll, I'll speak to the chef. Oh, uh, but uh, no need to do that. Sorry, uh, it's just normally he makes such good, um, such good egg steam buns. Well, um, let me know um, if there's anything else I can get for you. Perhaps, perhaps you could uh, assist us. We are looking for someone. Oh, well, I, I know someone. Now we've heard rumors of this person, of course, uh, as I'm sure you have as well. Uh, <laughs> and perhaps, perhaps not real, but perhaps you will know more. Uh, we're looking for one uh, Drake Blood Moon. <laughs> no, oh, who are you looking for? Who are you looking for? Uh, Drake Blood Moon. No, we really are looking for Drake Blood Moon. Yes, yes, Blood Moon. You're looking for the real Drake Blood Moon. And as, soon as soon as you say that, you see some people behind you. One person, one gentleman with his head down in his his hand he kind of looks up at you kind of like with this one eye that's raised and then somebody else uh, another gentleman that's a halfling that was completely head on the table and he kind of looks up and he's like he's dead and <laughs> the human just kind of like <sighs> kind of shakes his head um, she says look um, I'll be honest with you I don't know anything about the Drake Blood Moon um, there's you know he's you're right, he's a bit of a legend. I, no one really knows if he's even real, but... Um, I'm sorry I don't have much information, but... Well, there is someone that, if he does exist, you might be able to talk to. Oh, please, yes! Well, it's... It's not nearby. Um, it's in uh, sort of the north part of town. It's where my father lives, but... I visit him occasionally, and sometimes my dad tries to get me to go to this place because he says it's full of useful information, but it's a bit of a tourist trap, really. <laughs> you know how it is. It's a oh, souvenir shop. Um, but, uh, well, um, it's in the it's in the Ogmerion district. Um, sorry, Og... Yeah, I said that right. Ogmerion. Uh, it's in the Ogmerion district, um, you know, where all the the libraries and the, the school is. It's a bit of the the how do you do, thank you very much, I'm so smart kind of area of town. Mm. <laughs> Fancy. Yeah, well, it, it, they like to think so, I think. So um, head up there and uh, what you want to look for is... Um, uh, you want to look for um, Valkara's Finest Emporium. It's a small shop, but um, it's, uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called. It's, um, it's a small shop, you know, it's got souvenir stuff, but the 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 man that runs it um, knows quite a bit about all sorts of things. And he might be crazy, but he certainly can talk. So he might be able to at least give you some information. Oh, I thank you. What did you say your name was again? Oh, my name. <laughs> I forgot to write it down. Uh, gone, Mark. Right. Um, it's a. Uh, oh, it's Sybil. Sybil Birkenhead. 
Lady she, Birkenhead, she's thank a, you so much. She's a human. Brown hair. May we tell the man who owns this shop that you sent us? Well, I don't know him. My 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 dad does, but um, or, or at least you know he visits every once in a while. But I don't even know what his name is. Sorry, I just would you like that. us to would you like us to pay a visit to your father while we're there? Perhaps relay some message. Well, some sort of a side quest for a few GP or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's or just out of the goodness of our hearts. It's awfully kind of you. I um, I don't know. If my dad might be around he he's um well he's in the army uh he uh he may be on patrol he may he might um, be training people but um you know it's uh it's possible if you if you run into him that you might uh you might be able to say hi i, I suppose um his uh uh his his name is uh last name is uh, jumar the father's last name is Jumar. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, we we um. He's my stepdad. Right. And um, you know it. it we um. I, I kept my mother's last name. It's it's a bit of a long story, so I don't, I don't want to bore you. Oh no worries. I was just making sure that I got the pronoun correct because he could have referred to the barman who you said. Or the, the owner of the store, whose name you said you didn't know. Correct, yes. Now tell me this, uh, Sybil. Do you know anybody uh, that sells cheese around here? Cheese? Yes. Oh. Goat's milk, sheep's milk, cow's well, milk. Mean, have you looked in the market square? I mean, there, there's... Oh, there was that one. What... Uh, I think there's a cart. There might be a dairy cart. Um, it doesn't always show up in the in the mart, but it might be something to start with. I, I, th I think every, at least every other day, it shows up. So, okay, could you, could you well look at the map here and could you maybe put an X on it right where it? Uh... Well, I I don't know. I mean, the cart is sort of a first come first serve, uh, you know, area. Um, but um, th this is the market, and she puts a little she puts a little scratch on there, and says, um, "If if it's if it's there today, you want to look for uh, a cart, and I believe it's got a blue trim on it um, usually." Yeah, very good. All right, well, um, well, uh, Melbourne, thank you for coming in, and um, uh, good luck on your journey. Why, thank you, my lady. Fine returns on the day. She kind of nods her head and continues cleaning, takes takes your glasses and dishes away. And So where do you guys want to go? Okay, well, Melbourne, first we're going to find this other cheese cart. I just want to see what they're doing down here. You know? Yes, of course. Okay. Let's scope out the competition and see if it is up to par. I mean, I, I've got an aged one that's going to be ready in just a couple couple days so i want to get that out as quick as possible i have been able to smell it for a week it's just getting good too getting real good okay so you head to the <laughs> you head to the market square and oh my goodness uh you head to this market square and as soon as you you kind of walk through a side alley and you approach this 
huge market of of carts and little uh, tents and cottages, and there's a few uh, houses or uh, buildings that have sort of uh, awnings that, have, that that cover up other carts and and bins with fruit and nuts and meats that are being grilled and there's a fountain right in the middle that doesn't work but uh there are some people that have set up in the fountain and they're like selling fish because apparently you know that's that's where people that sell fish think they should be in a fountain and that have just recently been caught the smells are amazing and um strong and accurate at all at the same time so both of you give me a perception check There's hundreds of people here. They're, it's very crowded. 17. 19. Okay. Both of you look around, and within about one minute, you see a small wooden cart near some of the uh, fruit stands and carts um, that are over to your left. And there is a small, uh, the small wooden cart with a blue trim and a blue kind of awning. And there is a a tiny humanoid, a halfling, that's standing in front and he's arranging some things on the cart. This seems to be when a lot of the the, the local markets and the shops are coming to get their supplies for the day. Like everyone's coming and shopping like uh, restaurants and things like that. They're coming and getting fresh produce. They're coming and getting uh, all of the bread that's been baked all night. And, and this is kind of like when all of the really good, the, the people that know, they're they're going to come and get all this stuff. So that's why it's kind of busy. It's a it's a good time. So you see this little cart, and you want to head on over? Yes. Right over. Hey! Hey there, friend. Oh, hello. Uh, do you like some cheese? You said cheese. Uh, now, what, ki- what, what kind of cheeses do you have? Well, I've got all kinds. Uh, um... Uh, hold on, let me uh, let me get behind my car. And he kind of steps back, and there's a little platform that he steps up on. He says, "Hello, welcome to Whisper Mouse's Cheese Cart. I'm Darrow Whisper Mouse. Um, I've got a few different cheeses today. Uh, some fresh, and some that have been aged. So um, I've got um, a nice uh, Gruyere uh, that's uh, got a, a whisper of um, almond milk and nuts." And I've also got a blue cheese, which has been made from goat's milk. And uh, it's got a nice taste to it. There's some aged provolone and some aged cheddar. And um, this one's got a nice cooking. Uh, it's got pears well with wine. And I've also got a fine Havati, uh, if you like that sort of thing. Would it, would it be possible to taste some of these? Oh, Just a course. little... Just a little taste. He brings out a, a small marble slate uh, and takes out a wrapped kind of in, in cloth uh, piece of, of cheese that's that's uh, light in color and it's got a little bit of yellow and some flecks of, of that, that really good like kind of flakiness to it. And he, mm-hmm. and he slices mm-hmm. off with a sharp mm-hmm. dagger and he uh, hands it to you mm-hmm. on, on the blade. He says, oh, try this. All right, and Theo's gonna uh, take it, and uh, just like you know, a person who's really into wine or spirits, he's gonna kind of like clear, clear a space, and like center himself, and like smells it really intently, 
and then puts it in his mouth and kind of moves it all around and then finally like tastes it and chews it and like very analytically is trying to uh, process this cheese and, and, okay. and think about uh, how it's made and, and rate its quality. So what is the, how does it uh, come across? Um, I'm going to roll for cheese. Okay. Roll for cheese. Yeah. I'm going to roll a D100 and based on the percentage is how good the cheese is. Okay. Okay. Uh, which one did you try? Uh, uh, the Havarti. The part Havarti. Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty old. It's kind of mm-hmm. kind of crusty. Um, there's there's notes that it might have been good, but it's it's just on the edge of rank. Uh, Theo takes out a small little uh, notebook and uh, begins to kind of write uh, some little notes in there. And, uh, yeah. I rolled a 10. Well, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Let's see. Ten, oh, you know what? Um, uh, that one might not be as good as I thought. Um, let me, let me give you another one. What's, um, well, what's, what's your, what's your prize cheese? What's your, uh, what's oh, your favorite hell. that you have right now? It's got to be the, uh, the aged, <laughs> the aged Popolonen. Uh, yes. It's kind of rare, but, um. I, I only give this to my favorite customers. <laughs> so uh, let me. Um, you can have some of the popolone, and he uh, unwraps it, and it's this. It's this kind of purple color. It's it's sort of a purple with yellow stripes, almost marbleized. Um, hmm. Kind of interesting. It looks like there's, like Ooh, like a wine cheese, like oh. like a like a berry Ooh. mixed Ooh. in. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so, uh, Mel- Melvin, who is still shaking off that that. That roll from earlier, it's like, then kind of just like walks a little bit he, away. Uh, he like, slices off a little piece and he gives he gives it to Theo and he also hands one to. Uh, oh no, thank you. Uh, 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 all right, and he pops it in his mouth, goes mm. Mm. every time. Uh, mm. It and, is uh, the best. It is so good. It's got berry and. Um, and milk and uh there's there's this kind of it feels like you're tasting the the essence of of fields of wheat and mm. honey and uh mm. it's it's the best one of the best cheeses you ever had i rolled arrow. i rolled a 90 <laughs> oh. oh arrow right was his name oh uh, um darrow 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 Wisp- this- whisper mouse Darrow, this is the best cheese I've ever eaten. Oh, thank you. Cheese. <laughs> thank you. Wow. Well, this I only really get amazing. it about once a month. It's Popolone is a, a bit of a journey, and uh, my cousin brings it to me, amongst some other things. So I don't have too much of it, unfortunately, but we're welcome to enjoy it. Now, you're selling... Uh, are there cheeses that you're making and putting out here? Or? Well, the one I the one I make is... um. The one I make is I have the cheddar, which is which is normally pretty popular, and um, I, I also have um, I also have this um, Castorian blue. Um, it's a bit of an acquired taste, but um, it's quite quite popular with the fancy folk because it gives them a bit of a buzz. Hmm. Well, I better try a bit of that then. What kind of fungus is in the blue that gives them a buzz? Um, 
Well, you know, it's made from uh, it's made from the cows that feed around the, the realm of Castor to the east of here, and um, they uh, their their fields apparently are, you know, all they say it's a bit of a like interesting mix of magical grains, which I don't know what what that means, but um, gives gives it a bit of a punch. Is that where is that where the, the mushroom people lived from last season? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I love it. So All right, you want well, to try, then. You wanna try, yeah. try the Castorian blue? Absolutely. Um, I've never made up so many cheese names. <laughs> this is amazing. Damn you. Um, <laughs> so e damn you. E damn you. That's another cheese. This is D&D. This is cheese and D. This is cheese and D, baby. <laughs> D and D cheese. All right. D and D cheese. And uh, so Castorian blue. Okay. You dumb man. Okay. Rolled an eighty. Um, Ooh. Ooh, excellent. So That's good, cheese. Uh, good cheese. It's pretty good. It's good not, cheese. It's not as good as the other one that you tried, but um, let me give me one second. Presence, nice. How's Acidic. the nose? <laughs> Great, uh, great. What is it? It's good. It's real good. It's good to, stuff. Trying to think of other snobby terms. The, is, is that a cheese? Is pretty straightforward. It's a it's a term in <laughs> wine. I don't know what else. Right. Is the body good? A good no. chunk to it. Yeah. Does it have a bite? A bit of a bite. It's nice. Uh, now, Jeff, uh, I, I would like you to roll a d twenty. Twelve. Okay. All right. Um, so you, after eating this Castorian blue, you you get the sense that you're you're really you know the master of your own fate. You you have a confidence now that you haven't had in in a while. I mean, you you lost some friends. You had traitors, but for some reason. Feeling this cheese on your palate gives you a sense of home. It gives you a sense of belonging. It gives you a sense of hope. And um, you have a extra ability just for the day that you can re-roll uh, one Ooh. dice um, once during the day and change your fate. This this is good cheese. This is good cheese. Whoa, Daryl. It has a bit of an interesting effect, so I've hit, it's a little bit different for everyone. Daryl, would you like to try my cheese? You make a cheese? I, I make cheese. Oh, you've oh. been holding out. What is your name? Theo. Theo. Well, oh, but Master Theo, is it ready for consumption by others? It's a little Is this early. your manservant? Melbourne. No, I am his apprentice. I study oh. under Master Theo. Oh, no, you don't. Right. We're not. I'm not your teacher. I'm not teaching anything. There's no teaching happening. And yet There's I learned so much. I learned so much we, just from watching you. We are going you. together on the same mission. What is it? But that, what is it that you're? Uh, what was it that you're teaching him? Well, I'm not teaching anything. Oh, the love of nature and the respect of the plants and the animals and the mm. sun and the sky. Oh, I see. Oh, that's very nice. 
That's very nice. Uh, it, it seems wonderful. All, all things to discover things about nature and all that business. So, um, yeah. Well, I'd love to try your cheese if, if it's okay. ready. Okay. And he, uh, he uh, out of his, uh, puts his bag down and digs around in, in there and pulls out a, a, a brick that has some cloth in it and uh, undoes it. And uh, in there is a piece of cheese. And he uh, similarly takes out a small knife and uh, cuts a little piece off it. He says, um, you know, it's not quite ready. It needs maybe, I'd say, another couple weeks to really age and get that perfection. So keep that in mind. Sure, but sure. But it'll let you know where it is now. Well, I, I, I like to have mine with a, a bit of bread if it's all right. So he pulls out a small Absolutely. loaf of kind of like a sourdough. Um, and I got this from the cart over there, the bread cart. Um, it's called Loaf Me Alone. <laughs> it's a bit clever. <laughs> and um, uh, they, so he, he slices off a little thing and and um, and uh, puts some spread some of the cheese on there. It's a soft cheese, right? Cheap. Well, it's, cheese. it's it's gonna it's gonna be uh, hopefully a little harder in a little bit. But yeah, it's a little right. soft. Well, a little I'll spreadable. just spread it and uh, he takes a bite. Do you want to roll a D one hundred for me? Sure. At the mention of bread, Melvin pales and greens a little bit more. He's <laughs> still a little upset about that roll from earlier. Mm, 70. 70, okay. Mm, yeah, I can see the potential. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. It, it, it does require a little bit more fermentation and, and maturation, but um, it, you've got a winner on your hands. You can. You should consider submitting this to um, to the festival. A festival? Well, it's not for uh, another couple of weeks. But um, if you're around the town, uh, we 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 have um, you know the spring festival and um, all, all sorts of wares and crafts. Um, they they uh, they they open it up to anybody, and there's prizes, money. Oh. Wow. How, how does uh, hey, how does one go about signing up for a spring festival? How do I get the information? Is there well, a website or a Twitter? <laughs> I don't know. You mean like messenger birds? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, you know, you'd have to wait until the festival comes into town and believe that they kind of manage that sort of thing. So I, I just run a cheese cart. Oh, I also sell honey. Because oh. honey goes well with cheese sometimes. Yeah. Would you like some of that, uh, uh, knighted fellow? Oh, yes, perhaps that would uh, help my my ailing stomach. Would you like that on a piece of bread or, or no. honey bites? Put it on my finger. <laughs> on your finger? Put it in my hands. <laughs> just a bit. Put it in my gauntlet hand. Just put it right in here. I'll lick it all up right, all so day. He pulls out this small jar, the ceramic jar. And it's got like the stick inside of it, and he's like, "All right, um, do you do you want me to just th- put it over Drizzle your mouth?" it on. And... Oh, that would be wonderful. That's kind of weird. And he like he's a halfling, so he has yeah. to like. So I like get down. And... Yeah, you get down, and it's this weird sight of a halfling straining to get above your head, and you're down in this armor, and this tall half orc shepherd is next to you, just kind of looking, going like this, and other people are like, "What is going on at this cart?" Um, and he, he's like, uh, this is a, um, this is a, uh, wildflower honey. Um, it's made from, um, 
some wildflowers and, and uh, bees that uh, live on in the north plains um, of Valkara, but um, I tend to like it quite a bit. Is it from your own apiary? No, it's imported. Oh. And it's pretty good. How is it? It's pretty good. Sweet. Mm. Nice. Oh, it's settled the stomach. Thank you, friend Daryl. No problem. Well, uh, Daryl, you know, we are here on uh, business. And, um, well, oh. we're kind of looking for somebody. And he's, well, I don't know what to make of him, really. I, uh, you ever heard of Drake Blood Moon? Hmm. I can't say that I have. I don't All right. really know. Is that a is that another cheese person? No, it's it's not related. It's uh, something else. Okay, uh, I just wanted to know if I had competition. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Hey, we we appreciate the the samplings. It was really great. Hey, could I I want to give you uh, a part of this cheese? Here and uh, he's he wants to cut you know like a a, a good size wedge off of the whole uh, cheese. Ooh. He says I'd I, I'd like you to have this. You can sell it or you can uh, enjoy it. What's um, the name? What's the name of your cheese? Oh, it's Rebecca's own. Rebecca's own. I like that. Mm -hmm. That's that's very nice. Okay. Well, thank you very much, um, uh, Theo. Was it? That's right. All right. Well. Hey, if you're ever in this neck of the woods, I'm I'm here on every other day, um, um after moon day, and and um, it, it's wonderful uh, to meet you, and and good luck with the cheeses. Likewise. All right, Melbourne, let's hit it. Let's go. All right. Any other things that you want to discover in the market, or um, in this area, or are you heading somewhere else? Where where do you go? Where would you guys like to go? I think we're going to head up to the Ogmarian district to Valkara's finest emporium. Okay. Um, so, as you're heading up, uh, so the Gonmart is on the south side of the city. And um, you have to head north um, through kind of the, a skinnier part of the Gonmart and towards one of the... You can either take a ferry across the river, which is just you know, five silver. It's a, it's a pretty common people going across, or you can make your way to the bridge. Um, there's a couple of bridges that cross the river. Um, it's a little bit further, but, uh, it'll save you some money. So it just depends on which way you want to go. Um, are those the bridges in little Torm town? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> little Torm Town. <laughs> I just I just wanted to say little Torm Town. Little Torm Town. <laughs> Hello, Knights of the Roll Table listeners. This is me, Chris Daly. It's me, I'm back in the DM seat. Get ready for some silly voices and some ridiculous adventures this season. I hope you like it. First off, Jeff and Zach killed it with seasons three and four. I love being in them. I love playing new characters, but most of all, it's really fun to switch it up and bring different visions of the realms to life, and I hope you've enjoyed them as well. So, listen, we love everyone that listens to our show in a we-don't-know-you-but-we-appreciate-you sort of way, but we'd really love you if you could leave a review of 
Healthy Podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. You can do it Spotify or you can do Pandora or Podbean or whatever, but the majority of the reviews that will help us are on the Apple Podcast app, and it helps us get seen and heard by others. Uh, leave a five-star rating if you can. Let us know what characters you like, what seasons you like, what stories you like. We'd really, really appreciate it. Only takes a couple of minutes. You can uh, join us on our Discord server. It's a great place to chat with the cast, see art from the show, maybe learn some pizza recipes or talk about video games. I don't know. And, uh, and find other listeners. Uh, you can search for our Discord community at Roll Table or Knights of the Roll Table. You can also find Knights of the Roll Table using the at Roll Table handle on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We have a TikTok. There's only two videos on it, but uh, we're going to start building that up this season as well. We also have a Facebook group if you are into that, and a YouTube where you can listen to many of the episodes on YouTube because apparently that's a thing. Uh, you can follow me, Chris Daly, uh, at Dungeon Heads on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. And I also do D&D art that you can download for free, available on my Patreon, which is also called Dungeon Heads. So be sure to check that out if you want some D&D character art. One thing I want to do this season during these mid-show announcements is just give everybody that's listening other resources and uh, whether you're a player or a DM. Uh, but we're going to start with DMs this time. And I just want to shout out to two other podcasts that I listen to all the time. And I really enjoy one of them is called the Dungeon Cast, which is a great show. And it's all about lore and different classes and races and monsters. And it's just really fun and informational and funny. And they go through a lot of good stuff. The other one is called Dungeon Master of None, and it's a little bit more topical with uh, things that are happening in the D&D verse and games, and they do book reviews and campaign reviews, and it's a lot of fun as well, and they also keep it pretty light and uh, funny as well. So be sure to check both of those out. We are not the only D&D actual play podcast out there, and we really honestly thank you so much for listening and giving our little show a chance. I am glad to be back in the DM chair once again, and I hope you guys enjoyed this extra long first episode of the season to kick us off. That's all of our announcements. Now go out and make life an adventure. Let's go through Little Torn Town. Yeah, okay, so you head north, um, kind of, you know, passing Eldath Crossing on the, on the uh, western side, and uh, as you're heading towards the bridges, in, in the, uh, the sort of peninsula of Little Torm Town on, on the west side. Uh, you see on your, on your left, on your west, uh, the tower. And this is, uh, this is the palace. What you know, Melbin, is the Palace of the High Apostle. And it's a surrounded citadel that is um, on a higher hill. It's the highest point in the city. And it's pretty adjacent to the coast, but but there's still some buildings on the other side of it. Um, it's the, the city itself is is um, is a theocracy, so it's ruled by whoever is kind of like the the ruling clergy at the time, like whichever um, deity has sort of been voted into power, and sort of sort of like the Vatican in a way, like sort of like except 
instead of everyone is Catholic, there's all these different religions. So it's been a while since you've been here. Um, the last time that you were here, there was a, a high priest of Torm was, was in charge. But every couple of years, uh, they have a new vote and someone else is, is brought into power. And usually when that happens, it starts making changes. So if somebody that worships the god of agriculture, you know, they really focus on the farms. If someone really focuses on the god, you know, if the, the cleric of war you know, the high priest of war is, is voted in, then they really focus on the armies. So it sort of changes the focus of the city. But because of that balance, um, the city does pretty well and they, they tend to stay pretty well-rounded. No one, no one religion stays in power. But there's a lot of religions in the city. See, this so. is what happens if you don't have a two-religion system. I like this. Yeah. They have runoff elections. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's... This is what I've been pushing for. <laughs> so uh you uh you head your way up towards uh the Ogmarian district and this is based on Ogma the goddess of knowledge um this is a community which is seems older than most of the areas in the cities it's it's an older but but um respected area of Valentrell it's a community of thinkers, writers, people that are relatively quiet, a vast difference from where you just were in the Gonmart. Um, these are not partiers, but they're not, they're not necessarily like, um, you know, hard workers. Uh, they are hard workers of the mind. And most of the buildings here are small cottages, uh, small houses. There's one particularly large stone building towards the center of of this Ogmarian district, which you know, Melpin is the library, uh, which is um, uh, it's it's a good good place for knowledge if you need to find things. Um, it's not particularly a place that you needed to go very much as the city watch because there this part of town there wasn't a whole lot of criminal activity, to be honest. So. Um, the Silius and me wants to go there, but the, <laughs> the mat and so does the Matt and me. But I don't think Mel, I don't think Melbourne and the Theo Matt would have any interest. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you head your way towards uh, Valkara's finest emporium, and uh, well, I mean, at least it's quiet here. A little more subdued. Yeah, there's a couple of birds chirping, some seagulls that you hear because it's still kind of near the the edge of uh, near the sea. <laughs> oh, never mind. Ay, ay, ay. This is unbearable. Yeah, they don't sound too too welcoming, but seagulls are jerks. Let's be honest. They, they are. are. They are the, the worst theme bird. of this campaign is seagulls are jerks. By the way, the, 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 your big bad is going to be a giant. Oh. Dire seagull. <laughs> oh no! I'm just gonna riding on the back of another seagull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an el an elder brain seagull. Just, <laughs> I'm oh. going to destroy all of you. Bah, bah, oh. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat your lunch out of your bag on the <laughs> not, bench. Not my churro, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Settle uh, down. All right. So Valkara's finest emporium. Uh, this is a. Uh, as soon as you see it, 
um, it, it's in between nestled in um, a, a smaller bookstore and what looks like a cigar shop. And um, so it's this small kind of um, sign that says Volcara's Finest Emporium and it has a whale underneath it and 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 it's a small door and which goes into a very small shop. And you open the door and you hear this ding-a-ding-ding-ding. And then you, you hear somebody from inside there are stacks of books and tchotchke and and boxes that are elaborately decorated there's a a lot of things that have dust on them there's little statuettes there's um little uh there's little uh, what looks like ornate globes that that are lining the the shelves uh there's a couple of um you know parchments that that are rolled up in, in various pots uh that have labels like uh, interest and food and and cooking and magic and things like that. Live, and, laugh, love, <laughs> and flowers and things like that. Would you describe this place as kitschy? Oh yeah, it's very kitschy. It's it's very made for touristy, but almost to the point like a like an ABC store in Hawaii mm-hmm. is. It's 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 like, look at all this cool stuff. Do you need a towel? Do you need a binoculars? Do you need you know? It's, it's just all this random stuff you know it's it's not one particular category so from behind all of the clutter somewhere in the back and it's this shop goes on for a bit you hear i'll be right there well take your time (laughs) we'll we'll browse you know uh oh i gotta get one of these one of these little massimo lionheart figures (laughs) oh he's the worst uh, there's Worse. a Massimo Lionheart figure, and his arm is broken off. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it'll give me a discount on it. Yeah, you see... Yeah, the figures of note. There, There's... Um, well, roll, roll, a <laughs> roll an investigation check. Okay. We'll see if you find what you find that's interesting here. 16. Hmm. Okay. What are you looking at? Are you looking at books? Are you looking at maps? Are you looking at... Uh, uh, little, uh, little tchotchkes or little, yeah, little like made, like if it looks like it's handmade or you know, kind of a crafty little trinket. Okay, that would be kind of interesting to him. You see, you see a lot of little statue things. Like there's some, there's some like mug holders. There's a lot of um, handcrafted wooden and some maybe ceramic, maybe st- uh, stone or steel. Uh, or not not steel, but metal um, uh, tankards and pints, pint glasses. Nothing glass. It's it's all hard, hardier, hard material. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the glasses and the cups have things like Valkara, beauty, visit beautiful Valentrell. Um, <laughs> one of them says, uh, one of them says, you've never, <laughs> you've never lived unless you've valentrelled or something like that <laughs> and um perfect i think i like this one <laughs> <laughs> you've never lived unless you valentrelled yeah, um, i want to get that which one makes no sure. sense yeah it's, and it's great and then uh melbourne do you want to look around at anything or are you just kind of waiting for the guy uh sure yeah i'll look around um roll investigation i don't know what he would look at uh 11 plus three yeah 14 um what's he looking at he would look at 
You said there's like everything there, right? Yeah, books, um, clothing. Oh, um, I want to. He'll look at the clothes. The clothes? Okay. Yeah. Maybe a hoodie. <laughs> there's some tunics. There's uh, some leather gloves. There's um, a nice scarf um, that looks like it's some sort of what looks like silk but feels like burlap. Um, it's kind of disappointing. Um, there is a there is a handkerchief that says um, that says embroidered. It says enjoy the knights of the realm, but it's n i t n i g h t s. Oh, Theo, look at this! It's sort of an inside joke of like the legend of the knights of the realm, and being a knight of the realm. <laughs> that you secretly are, uh, you find this kind of funny. I think you're going to need to get that too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then from behind you, you know, uh, you know, Rally would have liked this. It's too bad they were a big traitor. And Corbear. We still don't know what happened. They attacked. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, well, if we see him, if I see him again, I'm gonna rip him up and tear him apart. I think only Raleigh, Ra- Raleigh, Rayla. What was the name? Raleigh. Ra- I think only Raleigh survived. I think Corbear yeah, Cor- and Corbear died because Anastasia managed uh, to kill him. That's right. But Raleigh. If we see her him. again, and from from behind you. You hear, see you again. Ah! Ah! And you turn around and you see this old, grizzled human with a long uh, yellow beard and balding on top with thick spectacles. And he kind of goes, Oh, that's a nice, that's a nice handkerchief. You might say five silver. What? Uh, 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 would you guys like uh, to hear? Uh, are you looking for anything in particular, or would you, you like to hear a legend of the night uh, of the knights of the realm? Oh yes, I would love to hear a story. We're very interested. So, so you're not looking for anything in particular. We are looking for someone in particular. But I would like to hear but your the... story first. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna okay. need that story. Well, what did you say the handkerchief said again? It said, uh, "Enjoy the knights of the realm." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Enjoy the knights. I love this. Um, all right. So he says, um, "This old man says," um, and and he's got a kind of a a white leather vest, sleeveless vest um, with, with a blue silk undershirt um, that kind of hangs below his belt. Um, he's got a thick leather belt, um, you know, some breeches on and um, a lot of bangles around his, his wrist. And every time he raises his arms, he goes, and he's like, well, let me tell you about a story. Hundreds of years ago, the first evil came to these lands. Not just Valkara, mind you, but to everywhere in the realms. 
And the first good warrior held up their axe. It was an axe. And they held it up and said, I will stand against this evil, this foul menace. Who is with me? And no one stood up with him. He went off alone to fight against the evil that was plaguing the lands. His name... Um, I forgot his name, but he was a... He was a legend among men, hmm. and he went off to fight an evil, someone that said that they would take over the lands, use their foul evilness to rid all of the good, and be the ruler of this land because they could not rule their own land. And that name, the evil, was known as um, uh, see, oh, oh, get on with it. Well, I'm trying to remember, but it's a, it's a very old tale. And oh, let me see. I have the book somewhere. It says, where is that book? I don't know. Well, um, well, anyway, he he wasn't successful, but he he provided so much motivation as he journeyed around the realms that other people joined him. And that, my young friends, is how the Knights of the Realms were started. Ordinary people like yourselves stood up against great evil. Yes, yes, I see the doubt in your eyes. Yeah, but when he, when he said, like us, like, mm -hmm. I imagine that we kind of, like, gave one of those, like, uh-oh, look at each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and as soon as, if you do that... Uh, uh, he kind of just looks at you like, oh yes, very much. Any one of you could be a knight. I could be a knight. <laughs> you wouldn't know. But how, how would one know if one was a knight? Well, the knights are able to communicate with each other psychically, you see. And then on the inside of their tongue, they've got a tattoo. And with a lift up their tongue like this, and he like goes, <laughs> and it kind of shows you the underside of his tongue. It's said to have a glowing snake head, the symbol of the knights. Mm -hmm. mm. Also, some of them can breathe fire. That's a sort of a higher ability. Uh, anyway, uh, what what is it that you're looking for today? Well, I would love to buy this festive handkerchief. Oh, yes, it's, it's a Betty good one. Penny. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, that's not how knights is spelled. It's actually K-N-I. Ooh, I do know. That's why it made me laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! It's a hearty laugh you have. <laughs> made myself laugh. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> we enjoy a good laugh. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, but <laughs> we, we do seek... Um, what What is your name, caretaker? Melvin, uh, uh, just a uh, real quick... One moment. <laughs> I mean, yes. do you think this guy's going to know anything? I mean, like, he can't even remember one one or two names. I think he's going to actually... What What is he going to tell us? Well, perhaps we won't know until we ask him. Hmm? All I right, stop doing I that. Think... Mm, that's Yoda every time I do that. Hmm? <laughs> yes? Yes? 
Well, okay, let's just take everything he says with a grain of salt, okay? Okay. Uh, my name is Julius. Julius Pl Plumbo. Hello, Julius Plumbo. Uh, do you know uh, Mr. Jumar? Was he a general? Was it General Jumar? General Jumar. Oh, yes. Well, he comes in here every once in a while. I haven't seen him lately. Probably off training the troops as they were, you know. We, uh, we ran into his daughter earlier, and she said that you may be a very knowledgeable sort, and we are seeking a legend. How's that? Well... You've heard, of course, of... You're seeking a, a badger? No, a legend! There's a badger on the north side of, of, of the realm. No, a you giant... don't understand. We're looking for a person, a legendary person. Oh, a legendary person. Oh, I see. Yes. Uh... Named Drake Blood Moon. Huh? Drake Blood Moon. Wait. <laughs> I... Drake Blood Moon is a, is a myth. Is a, I've got Drake Blood Moon merchandise, though. There's a couple of things. There's a well, once, this banner that has Drake Blood Moon. Uh, it's got like the silhouette of a a humanoid, <laughs> basic wearing a hat. Like, and it doesn't really look like anyone in particular. It's kind of like a stick figure with a hat on and it's like Drake blood moon in Val Valentrell, you know, and, and then he's got like this, Oh wait, hold on. There's a, there's a brochure somewhere that says the legend. And he looks through a couple of scrolls. Drake blood moon was said to have been here hundreds of years ago. Although there have been sightings as recently as two years ago. Someone said that he was able to, rid all of the uh, the undercity of all of its rat problems. And then also, um, some people said that the last time the army went out to fight uh, one of the northern armies, um, in, a, in a dispute over the land, um, they said Drake Bloodmoon came along disguised as a soldier and was able to trick the northern armies into running away. I don't know him personally, but... If such a myth were not a myth and were in fact alive, where might we find such a man or woman? Well, if Drake Blood Moon, he kind of leans in close and he says, such a man exists, he wouldn't be in this part of Valentrell. Well, what part do you uh, suppose he'd back. be in? And he, he kind of lifts up his hand and he points down. And he kind of nudges down a couple. He kind of points down. He's like, he lives in the place without sunlight, but with brightness. Can I what So you, me, Matt, has inferred yes. that this is probably the Undercity. Would, would Melbourne have inferred that? Melbourne knows but has never been of a of a place that the city guard was not allowed to go unless they were specifically ordered to but he was never sent there uh in his one year on the city watch um which is uh which is known as subterra mm. 
And Subterra is a complete civilization, uh, a city underneath the city of Valentrell. Um, it's, it's supposedly full of uh, people that deal in shady establishments and shady dealings and um, the the agreed-upon unspoken contract between the subterrans and the people that live on the Valentrell city proper is that we won't mess with you, you don't mess with us. Mm. But if you come up here, you're going to be arrested. Mm. And if we go down there, we're going to be killed. Oh, so God. it's this sort of they they exist in a in a cohesive state because they don't mess with each other. Are you saying what I think you're saying? That what do you think I'm saying? Drake Blood Moon is in Subterra. Don't say that out loud. The gods will hear you. I tried to whisper, but I don't know how to whisper in this voice. <laughs> say what? Subterra. Uh, listen, I, I'm not a great... I don't have ears very well. I don't know where he lives. I don't know who he is or where he is. Like I said, and, and for all I know, he's probably dead. I'm, I'm 87 years old, young man. I, and I've been around for a while, but I've never seen anyone who claims to even know Drake Bloodmoon. What? Why are you seeking this man? We are honoring a friend's dying wish. <laughs> a friend's dying wish was for you to seek out a legend? Pish-posh. What kind of a friend has such a ridiculous request? Now, look, what? we don't know what the meaning was, but all we know is that she wasn't messing around when she said it. And so there's got to be something to it. What's now, your name, then? Anastasia. Uh, both of you make an insight check. Insight, insight. Oh. 15. 24. <laughs> All right. Um, Theo, you notice as soon as you say Anastasia, his, his eyebrow twitches. It, it, it's... Um, You've almost taken him off guard with that name. And he says, Well, I still think it's an odd request. It is. But we must do it. For we owe her. Listen, um, if I find out something, and only if I find out something, I might be able to let you know. I, I know people who know things. And well, you you must really know then that the knights don't really have tattoos under their tongue. Then that's just something you're saying for the tourists, isn't it? Well, I'm. I mean, I I've heard that they have a tattoo on their tongue, but I don't know if it's true. I've never actually met a knight, so. But listen, where are you staying? Uh, maybe I can. Maybe I can. If I find out anything, I can send word and... Uh, are you staying in the city? Or are you... Are you staying in Subterra? We are staying in the city. 
we are staying in. And if you want to interrupt me, now would be the time. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, he's going to keep talking because Melbourne's oblivious. Uh, we are staying in the inn known as the Weeping Wyvern Inn. Oh, yes. Yes, Lassie's place. Oh, yes. Yes! She's a wonderful lady. I, I've been there on many occasions, and uh, she's a nice person. Yes. You, you get the sense that this guy knows, like, all kinds of people all over town. Um, well, so. then, uh, Julius, uh, let me be shaking your hand, because uh, it's so so nice to meet you. Oh, yes. Well, it's nice to meet you, too. And what were your names? Theo. Theo. And this is Melvin. Yes, I am Melvin Gelrod. You're quite shiny, young man. Oh, thank you. You look familiar. Do I know you? Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps I have passed this way through the city before. Perhaps mm. you've seen me. Yes, maybe. Also, I just have one of those faces. <laughs> you <laughs> certainly do have one of those faces. So he, he shakes your hand, Theo, and... And uh, when I uh, grip his hand, I want to uh, pull up his sleeve and all the bangles in, in the same spot where I know that the uh, knight's tattoo is. Uh, are you just doing to this see if... forcibly or are you doing this? Uh... Yeah, he's an 87-year-old man. I'm not yeah. too worried about it. So <laughs> Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> so you, you pull up his sleeve and, and bangles go, and he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? There's, oh, there's there's no tattoo. Oh, just uh, just some nice bangles. I wanted to my see. My eczema if I, could, uh... is, I I don't. I like to keep my skin covered. Dry skin, you know. Oh, uh, you might need some extra protection. Then you you know if you're just in here, uh, you need some extra protection to help you out. That's all I was trying to do. Okay, well, I think uh, I think uh, that's <laughs> it, huh, Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, my plan there didn't really work out, but uh. <laughs> Just just for funsies, um, I'd like to uh, open... I would like to use Divine Sense. Um, okay. Uh, to know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet of me. Just... That is not behind total cover. Just okay. to see if there's anything weird going on. Within 60 feet? Yeah. So basically, uh, it would be him. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, you don't... You don't sense... You don't sense any anything unusual. Um, you get a faint. You get a faint. You do get a faint residual celestial effect from something on the shelf, hmm. but not from him. I, I I'll go over and investigate in that area. See if I can figure out what it is. Okay. Um, following your divine sense, uh, you see a this is where the carvings are and you mm -hmm. see a small carving of a dolphin looks not terribly impressive um it, it looks like it's carved out of wood it's not painted it's uh kind of roughly chiseled uh to, to the shape of a dolphin popping out of the water this is truly a carpenter's dolphin not one of these fancy ones sorry i Went down an Indiana Jones rabbit hole. Uh, uh, cool. Yeah, I'll pick that up and, and take a look at it um, and say, <clears throat> How much for the dolphin? That one, let's see, uh, that one's only uh, five silver. 
I didn't make it. It's, um, some sometimes I find things. Sometimes people drop things off. Sometimes I collect things when I go on my my journey every couple of years and bring things back from other lands. That one, that one I brought back from um, a place on the other side of the sea. I don't know if you've ever heard of, if you've ever been on outside of this continent before, but... No, I have are, not. There are many places in the realms, you know. Well, well, what, where, whereabout was that from? Well, I'll tell you in one second. <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's interesting. I, I uh, didn't grow up with much of a, uh, going outside my own uh, tribe there, so knowing about all this stuff is pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Oh, well, th you don't... This, this particular, this particular dolphin came from... Uh, a realm on in the Omari uh, continent known as the Zolor Spiral. It's a series of islands that winds around itself north of here. The Zolor Spiral? Zolor Spiral. It's uh, quite beautiful, but hard to get to the center, if you know what I mean. It's, it's hard to navigate. You have to go travel either roundabout way on boat and by the time you get there you you have to uh make your way back for supplies hmm. but um, only we had a flying boat of some sort <laughs> yeah well those sorts of don't things. yeah you know uh, i do know of a flying boat the legend says that in um in marcasia they have a technology that allows for flying shoes Ooh, amazing <laughs> Oh, yes. Flying shoes so you could fly around? Oh, yes. Flying boots, flying shoes. Uh, some sort of some sort of dust that you sprinkle on yourself. That's what I've heard. <laughs> you are a font of interesting rumors, friend Julius. Well, thank you. Thank you. If you hear of more interesting things, or if you do find the location of Mr. Blood Moon, uh, please do let us know. In the meantime, I would like to purchase these, and I'll hold up the handkerchief and the okay. uh, dolphin. So, um, yes, that would be ten silver or one gold, however you like. Here is a gold. Thank you so much for your time and consideration. Of course. And interesting storytelling. I would be careful if I were you asking around for Drake Blood Moon. Some people... Especially the, uh, the ruling clergy don't like those kind of rumors. It might draw the wrong attention. Mm. And if the legends are true, if you're really looking for Drake Bloodmoon, he'll find you before you find him. Well, goodbye. <laughs> he just oh, kind of well, goes back to work. <laughs> thank you for the warning. We shall see you again, friend Julius. So you just left Valkara's uh, finest emporium, and it's—I'd say at this point it's about um, after making your way there and getting some lunch. It's—it's it's midday, like around one o'clock, two o'clock. So, um, what would you guys like to do? You're in the upper 
area of the city in um, Ogmarian district. Melvin, uh, I don't know about that, Julius. I think he might have known something else about uh, about uh, Anastasia or something. He just had a reaction to that name. It's kind of weird. About Anastasia? What what sort of reaction? I didn't notice. I I, I don't know. It just seemed like he seemed like he reacted. I was kind of thinking maybe he was a knight too, but uh, I guess he wasn't. It's hard to tell. Perhaps he is from a different time of knights in his tattoo was on his tongue. Oh, that, that'd be real weird. <laughs> Can, can't we hide the tattoos? I feel, I, I feel you like can, I can, yeah. You have the ability to hide them as established in season four. Um, you can choose to show them to other knights or, or not. Perhaps, perhaps his tattoo was hidden. Perhaps it was on his other arm. Perhaps he is just a crazy old man. Well, well, that, that that makes me think like maybe we shouldn't be listening going to this. What was it called? Subterranean. Subterra. 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 I don't, I don't know. And you then, know. Uh, Subterra. <laughs> says it loud. Then. <laughs> There's a. Uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> a couple of people looking. <laughs> Seize them. No. <laughs> Would Melbourne know? Would I know? <clears throat> How to get Subterra. Because I know I wasn't supposed to go there, but would I know um, how to get there? Yeah, so make uh, what would this be? Um it's not so much of a history as like what uh make make a general I mean would it fall under the whatever that thing was, the watcher's eye thing, since it's a den of criminal activity? Well it's it's not it's not so much the den, it's it's like if you would be given access to like know where to go, mm. um, like geography or navigation, yeah, type thing, um, I would say um, make a make a general intelligence check. Eight. Hmm. Um, He's reasonably smart. I just rolled poorly. You, so what I will say <laughs> is that you know there is at least. One, if not two, locations to get to Subterra within the city. Mm-hmm. You don't know where they are. Okay. You just know that some people higher than your pay grade uh, were able to go there if, if the situation arose where they had to go there. But from what you heard from like some other people on your watch when somebody mentioned Subterra, they were like, well, we don't don't worry about that. We don't go there. They they take care of their own. We take care of us. Theo wants to, um, f- if we can get back to where that river and the bridges were, mm-hmm. um, he'd like to be looking for maybe seeing if there are um, like some rats or some little holes or some uh, to kind of watch and see if there's any tale of uh, animals coming and going into a place where, uh, you know, like if there's a bunch of birds, a bunch of pigeons flying into one place and like they're not coming out. Or if like there's a bunch of rats um, coming mm-hmm. in and out of one area and see if he can kind of like observe um, just the animal patterns in this area to see if there's a, okay. 
something like along the river uh, to to get in there somehow. Um, so there's three bridges that cover the the Eldath River. Um, or sorry, not the Eldath River. Geography. Oh, the Rune River. Mm. Uh, R-U-N-E. The Rune River. Um, so yeah, do you want to look at the first bridge, the second bridge, or the one in Eldath Crossing? Let's look at the... Um... The same one that we had already crossed. Okay, that's the first bridge, like the one the that's first bridge, near the eye yeah. and Little Torm Town on the map. And and he'll um, take some time to, you know, scope it out. Okay, how long do you want to spend there? Like 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Okay. Yeah. Um, Theo's pretty patient. Go ahead and, go ahead and roll uh, a... I'd say I'll give you a choice of animal handling or... Or... Nature? nature uh animal handling for sure 18 not really animal handling but but because you're a druid i I will let you explore that um as far as animals there's not a lot Mm -hmm. uh you do notice um a couple of birds some seagulls again uh there are seagulls are out of control there are some ducks that are along the river um, and you do actually notice um, a fish or two kind of swimming by underneath because you have decent sense of like there's fish. Um, not that you can tell that within 15 minutes you don't see any rats uh, and you don't see any birds fly under the bridge and not come out or anything like that. You can spend longer if you want. You might be able to notice something. Hmm. But well. Well, I don't know, Melvin. Um, maybe you want to. Um, maybe there's an old guard that you could talk to. Um, you know. Yes, we could do that. We could go talk to my f- former sergeant. Perhaps he would know. If. If they would still talk to me after abandoning my post to go gallivant around the world. Okay, well, maybe that's not a smart move then if they're. Uh, and he said like it's, it's... He just, like, quit. Oh, okay. You, you put in your resignation. Yeah. It, it was, it I gave my like two weeks. It was good. Beautiful. Two weeks, okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I'm sure they won't hold that against me. I gave all due notice. But you said this is an illegal place, like we shouldn't be there. Yes. A hive of scum didn't... and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Maybe we keep uh maybe we keep to uh go back to the market and ask some questions around there about getting in. So so Melbourne, I'll I'll give you some information. Um you, the city watch uh was based in Little Torm Town mm-hmm. towards the center, um on the north side, so not crossing the river but kind of in the middle is sort of the local branch of the city watches there. That's probably where the office, at least the, the, the training facility or the offices would be for the city watch. Um, the, uh, you know, that you, you guys had the city watch also had beats or, or like places they would patrol all around the city. So as far as like, Coworkers, they could be anywhere. You you've seen some city watch people, but as you've been looking, they don't look 
particularly familiar. Right. A couple of them have given you a little side eye, but it's not unusual to have adventurers or, or people in armor um, <clears throat> in the city walking by, especially clerics and stuff like that. Yeah, and we've been gone for... You've been gone for uh, at least two or three years. Two or three years, okay, yeah. So it's been a bit. Yeah. Um. Okay. We could go to the City Watch headquarters and ask. We could go to the library and read a book. See if it has information. We could go to the Palace of the High Apostle. Is that what that says? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the Palace of the High Apostle. That is... You you don't go there unless right. you have an invitation. Right. It's, we could it's go... heavily guarded. Yeah. Okay, so we probably wouldn't go. We could yeah. go talk to the clergy around the Palace of the High Apostle and see if they know. Although well, friend Julius did warn us that we should yeah. avoid them. Yeah. But perhaps they would know. Uh, maybe... Uh, I could I pray. S- <laughs> you know what? Let's have a little pray and a little uh, communing with spirits. That might be a good thing to do. Oh, Eldath! Okay, Goddess but not of here. the Green. <laughs> All right. Okay. But not a here. couple of people look at you like, oh boy, it's one of those. <laughs> uh, perhaps we could find some nature for us to commune in. Well, there, there let's... is there. You know, um, there is a uh, Vineyard Springs, which is a nice upper rent area, but they have a couple of, um, like, tree groves and things like that. And then there's also. Shantea Park, which is south of Haberdash, it's on the it's on the other side, um, next to the Gone Mart, but it's basically a, a giant park, like a central park. But it's right on it's right near the river. And... Yeah, I feel like you we can would. you can make it there in about you know, less than an hour on foot. We should go there. Let's head there. And uh, on the where on the way, uh, Theo wants to look for um, maybe any like ruffians people wearing dark hoods okay uh in the middle of the day (laughs) yeah in the middle of the day like he doesn't know how it works sure sure okay looking around make a yeah make a make a perception check one to two oh dang um you make your way south towards shantia park you you go, you know, along the the road in Eldath Crossing. You're starting to pass the Gone Mart. Um, as you're crossing in between the Gone Mart and an area called Habadesh, um, Theo, you you notice someone. Um, you think you notice someone following you, uh, wearing a dark. Um, not cloak, but they're they're wearing a dark suit, like like a like a like a winter's coat or like a spring coat. And as soon as you turn around, they're gone. Hmm. I'll say, uh, well then, you stay behind me. I think somebody's following me, so I'm gonna keep walking ahead. You see if you find somebody. And then if you if you see him, then jump on him, and I'll turn around and jump on him, too. Okay. Okay, but you need to keep your voice 
Lord. <laughs> Not so loud. More people okay. look over towards Melbourne. Just like, okay. Just Hello, fellow citizens. Stop. <laughs> Melbourne. Okay. Keep walking for five minutes and then we'll do the plan. Okay. We're going to be quiet the whole way. No talking. So I will watch. I'll watch Theo's back and then we'll uh-huh. walk a little bit further. I'll, I'll kind of hang okay. back a little bit. Uh, if I do detect somebody and they're like a distance away, um, I guess I can only go 30 feet. But if it makes any sense to, I will use Misty Step to try to get like onto the other side of them. Okay. Um, Theo, I would like you to make a deception check. And Melbourne, I would like you to make a performance check with disadvantage. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, hello, everyone. Uh, I rolled really well there. Um, 20. Dirty 20. I got a six on my deception. Okay. So Melvin, uh, uh, so Theo, a kind of oddly sticking out half work shepherd, um, walking down the street, trying to look inconspicuous with a big stick, you know, and he's like, and as you're trying to not look conspicuous, you end up sticking out more. Um, and, but Melvin is, really being cautious and looking around and um, you don't see anybody that looks like they're following him other than they are, there are a lot of people looking at like what's this guy doing and then you even see one shopkeeper near a produce cart go over to one of the city guard and start whispering something hmm a friend uh uh, Master, Master Theo, uh, perhaps oh. we should. Uh, well, you, you're, you're, you're like. Oh, that's right. I moved. You're I moved like behind him. Two hundred feet behind him. <laughs> I forgot I did that. Yes, you're right. Never mind. I will just keep a closer eye on him. The city guard looks at uh, Theo, and heads over towards him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edge up a little closer as that happens, okay. so I can be All within right. protection distance. Uh, Theo, are you walking at a normal pace or? Uh, based on his terrible deception, he's probably like walking, like quickly, but with really small steps now. So it's like, <laughs> like, re- like really making himself city, even city more. City guard picks up, a, yeah. picks up the pace, and he's like, "You there, with the cane?" Oh, uh, stop! Uh, is that why is are that you? Me? Why are you walking funny? Uh, what do you mean? I mean this is this is how it normally. Normally, uh, where, walk. where are you from? What's your business in uh, Valentrell? Oh, um, my business is uh, finance, and I am here for a financing, a financing, a financing uh, conference. <laughs> Make a deception check with disadvantage. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, t- uh, three. <laughs> okay. Is, uh... Melbourne, at this point, you're catching up to this scene. Like, it's just like sweating I... bullets. Like he's, I don't <laughs> yes. think uh, he's ever really faced off with a city Something guy. tells me you're not in... Gosh, I completely <clears throat> forgot what his accent was. More or less oh. that. Something tells me you're not in finance. Oh, I'm... Uh, uh, fine arts is what I uh, Fine said. arts. Fine arts. Yeah, uh, the arts of uh sculptures 
Oh, Theo, my boy, there you are. Oh, Melbourne. Uh, yes, uh, you you can uh, tell him that uh, we were just uh, here for doing business in the fine arts. Yes, yes, in the fine arts, because, of course, we enjoy looking at the arts. Uh, finest, or the roughest, whatever makes people happy. Uh, but, Theo, why did you wander off? Or we were to adventure together. Back. Uh, hey there! Do I know him? <laughs> Uh, you, you <laughs> notice. Pal! Hey, friend! Hey, hey pal! Um, <laughs> you, you notice this is, a this is a familiar guard, um, that you've worked with. You're not particularly friends with him, but he, he was in your, you know, in your vicinity several times when you were on City Watch. Um, you think his name might be Jeremy... Or Jarney, or uh, Jor, 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 Jorn. Hey, Big J, how's it going? <laughs> um, it's, it's fine, Melbourne. Uh, uh, wh when did you get into town? Uh, oh, we've been here. I thought last... you left. I did, but I am back here visiting, and I brought my friend to oh. see the sights. He's never been to such a big city. Right. Um. I don't know if you remember me. It's uh, Jeremy. Yes, Big J. That's what I said. Right. I I just started when when you uh, when you left. Um, I just yeah. Um, well, sorry. Uh, um, sorry. Your your friend uh, just kind of cut a few people off guard, but um. Ah but, yes, uh, the profiling of all, profiling of other. Races and nations, it's very common in the city guard, I understand. Well, you know, we gotta stay alert about different things. I mean, you know how it is. I, mean, I, will, I, I don't know if you're still doing guard work or. I am doing good work! Right. Um, and I can personally vouch for Theo. He has shown me the ways of goodness throughout the lands. Yeah. You can tell there's a little, like, suspiciousness. Uh, you know, based on what Theo has presented, not it doesn't seem like inherently like he's against half works. He he just could tell that Theo was not really telling yeah, the like truth. You're not, you're um, not from around here. And yeah, it's just a, it's just a yeah. like what's your deal, buddy? You know, like mm -hmm. um, but he's like, all right, well, if you if you know him, it's it's fine. Um, um, where you uh, where you hanging out? Are you just passing through? Or? Oh, we're we're staying at an inn in uh, in Eldritch Crossing, and oh, good, yeah. Looking well, around. Um, hey, uh, weren't you weren't you close with a uh, with a uh, couple of the other people in the watch? I mean, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you want to catch up with anybody, but um, there's still a lot of us, you know, uh, working. Oh, I haven't seen anyone that I recognize other than you, Big J. No, no one really calls me that. I do. Anymore. You've always seemed like a, a big I'm, J to me. I'm kind of. You seem like a big J. I'm kind of. I'm kind of a small guy. I mean. I, That's I the reason I call you that. It's a joke. Oh, okay. It's it's, it's a, opposite. Like calling sort of someone like, yeah, tiny. A, a joke. Okay, I got it. I got you. Um, listen. Uh, well, I mean, Robert's in charge now. I mean, he's he's uh, one of the supervisors. Um, you remember Robert? Um. 
Yes, so of course. He, he's he's one of the supervisors of the City Watch and got promotion. And um and uh Danielle, um he, he he mostly hangs out in the Vineyard Springs. Um He's uh he's doing pretty well. I think you guys were were pals. I mean I, I don't I don't know who you were friends with because I wasn't part of your uh, well, we were, we were you can tell that that Jeremy is kind of like he was very admiring anyone. He was one of those guys that like when he comes into work, he just like finds out as much as he can about like other people and like, hey, guys, how's it going? Like, <laughs> uh, what, what are we talking about today? Like, he's just super enthusiastic. So he surprisingly kind of knows who you were hanging out with, but but you didn't know much about him. Right. And since then, he's kind of. You know, gained a little bit of a background. So. All tell, right. Well, um, uh, before I, I, you go, Jeremy, tell me, um, what what news of the city have you heard? It's been a few years since I've been this way. Uh, what, well, uh, what has I mean, become honestly, of the place? It's, it's pretty. Our job has gotten kind of easy. I mean, ever since the latest high priest took over, I mean, it's um, you know, the Church of Avaros is doing most of the dirty work. Uh, how how's that? Well, he's got his own, like, enforcers now, you know, the, the, the purifiers, they, they, they hunt out all of the people that are causing trouble, you know, anybody from, um, anybody from down under, they, they, they come up, purifiers snatch them away. So oh, they must we be, they must be guarding all of the entrances to down there. Well, no, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know where the entrances are or anything, but no one's guarding anything. But it's more like our crime is down, uh, trade is up. I mean, things are actually better than they have been ever since um, the high priest took over. Like, everybody seems to be, you know, singing his praises, so to speak. <laughs> so we're just, you know, making sure we just handle little disputes now. Um, we don't really take care of any criminal activity. Well, I hope the pay is still the same or better. Oh yeah, actually, they they pay us, they pay us to take time off. We only work four days a week now. That sounds like a nice deal. Perhaps I would have yeah. stuck around had that been the case when I was here. <laughs> yeah, it's well, when you were here, it was a little harder, I guess. But I mean, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I just kind of mind my own business, you know, keep an eye on things, people that. Oh, suspicious, and he inadvertently looks over at, at Theo, just not meaning to. Like, no, I mean, no. You know, but there's all kinds of all kinds of people. Right here. I mean, you, you seem really interesting. Uh, sorry. Have I, Have I, you I, seen many people from? He looks around. Down there, that the purifiers um, have taken. Have you witnessed such an action? Um, I haven't seen these purifiers. He kind of looks around too, and he he's like, not in person, but. I heard, um, I heard, I overheard a conversation that Robert was having with somebody else, maybe, maybe Purifier, maybe somebody else on the High Council of, of, of Clerics, but he said that he was trying to say, like, you're not letting us do what we're, we're good at, and the other person said, um, don't worry about it, we've, we've got under control or something, you know, like, we, we'll take care of them. I don't know something about job titles and things like that. I, I I didn't hear I didn't see anybody, but we know they're out there. I mean, you know you you can't do magic in in town anymore. Oh, 
did not know that. Well, it kind of makes it easier. I mean, like anybody caught doing magic, they're just, they're immediately sensed. See, see those little, um, and he kind of points up to the, um, kind of where little gas lamps would be, like little lights that would be lit at night, um, lanterns. So he, he points those out and on every one of them, there's like a little metal, um, ornate owl and they're they're spread out you know 50 feet or so and on every one of them there's this little owl and it's like those things <laughs> right clever those are they um they're able to like i don't know how but they anybody tries to do magic they can't but if you try to do it if you're not indoors you just get like they they come and find you every once in a while we get we get a ping and and um and they, they let us know, you know, like, hey, you should go check this out. Most of the time, it's just some kid who's a sorcerer, he's got his powers, or, or like, some old person who forget that he can't do magic because they used to doing it before, but nobody, no one seems to be causing trouble. There, there aren't any uh, arcane injuries anymore. Well, uh, what about, like, a healing spell or something? Oh, People well, can if still cast healing. If, you, if you're a cleric or, or a, a paladin of of Avaros or, or, or of another church and you have a permit you, know, you can still do stuff like that yeah I mean how, clerics how does can, one can... obtain a permit well you're granted one by the high priest hmm. I mean the church of the high priest the church of Avaros but I, I guess you have to sort of be a worshipper of that you know I don't know much about them or you know where they came from but what do these purifiers look like? Are they in a uniform or how, are they undercover? I've never really seen one. Undercover it is. Yeah, I think that's how they they get to places so so well is because they uh, kind of they could be they could look like anybody really. Or maybe they maybe they hide in the shadows or maybe they like you know blend in or maybe they're invisible. I really don't know. <laughs> or maybe they sneak through the underground. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You get the sense he's not... He doesn't really know. He's, he's heard a lot of rumors, but... Right. He's kind of new on the force, <laughs> so... Well, friend Jeremy, it was wonderful to see you again, and perhaps oh, yeah, sure. we could sure, catch sure. up, have a drink, or a meal together. Uh, we are um, staying at the Weeping Wyvern Inn, if you mm -hmm. wish to join us well, maybe maybe I will um I'll maybe I'll talk to some of the other guys and see if um if anybody remembers you uh I'm sure they do uh that maybe they can uh we can come find you for a drink oh yes that would be quite enjoyable all right well cheers uh cheers mr um bye <laughs> bye big Je yeah. Jeremy returns on the day so, uh, so he walks away and, um, what, uh, so are you guys going to head towards the park still? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So you make, you make your way for the park. Um, I'll say like for the better part of the afternoon, you, you have some relaxing time. Is there anything in particular you wanted to do at Shantia park? I, um, you said like just hang out in nature and yeah. relax and uh, I'll, I'll pray to Shantia, the green mother, okay. green goddess, uh, okay. who is yeah. one of my, one of one of the three, like, 
naturey goddesses that I okay. I, I happen to like. Um, make a religion uh, check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, this is this is it seems like a peaceful area of town, and and you get a sense of calm. Um, and yet you sense that as the the afternoon gets later, uh, you feel a cold breeze coming in from seemingly out of nowhere. Uh, it's blowing some leaves, and and then it goes away. Uh, but I can't tell where that was localized. No, it's more more just in the air. Interesting. Did you feel that, Theo? Yes. Uh, maybe a s- storm's blowing in or something. I hope not. It's getting a little darker uh, as the sun's going down on the ocean and setting in the west. Um, and uh, some of the Gondmart shops and, and carts are closing up. Um, you guys can grab some dinner if you'd like at a tavern or one of the shops before it closes up or you can head back to the inn if you'd like. Yeah, uh, how would see. you like to close out the evening? I'm trying to see if I have anything I want to do in any of my... The only thing I, I might conceivably do, and I think I probably I think he'd probably avoid this based on the owls, uh, is Divine Sense again. Um... Okay. In the park, but probably given the warning I just got from Jeremy, I don't think he would do that. Yeah, we'll see. He doesn't. And did you know about the the magics going on? No, this is the first I heard of it. I think that's new to you. <laughs> that seems pretty extreme to me. Magic does a lot of good. It's how I commune. It's how I show my worship. It's how I. Live out my oath. Yes, something's not good around here. Let's head through the market again, and maybe we can find somebody else who could guide us into that uh, Subterra place. Or do you think we should talk to Robert? I think Robert may be a good person to talk to. Perhaps we could also go get me a permit to cast magic. (laughs) All right. It, it's kind of close close of the end of the business day, so Tomorrow. and you know if the city watch everybody you know is changing shifts and Robert being a supervisor, which Jeremy said he is he that was, good day shift probably yeah. not yeah he's he's more of a day shift kind of guy um or supervisors would be so that that'd be a good thing to do tomorrow but um but yeah, you can definitely make make your way through the gone mart market again um you wanna there's only a few carts and they're all closing up uh, that are left. There's a, uh, a a seller of pork. There is someone that's selling uh, silks and scarves. And there is someone that has a permanent shop uh, over on the left that sells, um, uh, looks like apples and, and oranges and things like that. Pick up a couple snacks. Have a light meal at home. <laughs> Yeah, you can. You can easily just a pick quiet up. night in. You could pick up whenever you rent a movie. There's a rental yeah, just, on the corner. Yeah, just you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you, I'll, you guys can get you know some some pork and some apples, <laughs> and you take it back and take out bag and. <laughs> um, you head your way back. You talk to. A, I'll just say for the sake of time, you 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 talk to a few more people. Mm. 
still, you know, not much, um, like, they're like, Subterra, no, you don't want to go there. Or, like, they're like, get out of here, man. I, I, you know, do you want to buy pork or not? Like, no one's really... No, everyone seems like they just want to kind of mind their own business and and they don't, you know, they're just like, are you going to buy something? Or, especially towards the when the night crowd starts coming out and everybody's done with their day shifts of working and everything. They just want to drink. They just want to go out and, you know, vent about the day and not go home to the kids and stuff like that. But but you also get the sense that kind of based on now that Jeremy said, like, everything seems to be OK, like. People are generally seeming very well behaved and, and they're not they're not like suspiciously nervous, but they're just kind of like making sure that no one is sticking out, like no one's doing anything magic. They're ever since he said that, you're kind of like, huh. It's like that if you see something, say something kind of Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everyone's on, you know, the the neighborhood watch. <laughs> kind mm, of like, mm -hmm. uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um the night goes on and uh you unless you guys want to do anything else, um, do you want to head back to the, the inn? I think so, yeah. Okay. Better check on Rebecca. You head back to the inn, Rebecca's fine. Um she's just chewing what looks like a very long piece of grass. Um, she, she, she baws when she sees you and, uh, and, um, kind of nuzzles up next to you. And are you going to sleep, uh, in the room, uh, Theo, or are you going to sleep out in the stables again? Oh, uh, well, we'll stay out in the stables. Okay. So, uh, Melbourne heads up to the room and Theo, um, you, you go to the stables, um, about an hour after being out there, uh, Lassie comes out and she's like, "What are you doing? You can't oh. stay out here." What you? Uh, I, I was just. Uh, I didn't tucking... know that. It's I'm just tucking her in. It's fine. I'm okay. Taking your accent. I, listen, I'm not. I'm not here to judge what you do with your sheep, but please, okay. I don't want any funny business okay, here. Okay, it's not like that. All right. Well, how? Well, look, like... just listen. You paid for a room. You might as well go up and use it. Well, okay, I guess I've I will. I've got nice beds. Do you not like me beds? Well, you don't understand. Rebecca's a very special sheep. Oh, well, I mean, she is a bit unusual with, with the... What is that, like, shiny wool? I, I've never seen a sheep like that before. This is a one-of-a-kind. It's a one-of-a-kind. I've never seen it before either. Well, that's unusual. I well, just don't I mean, want anybody to hurt her or take her away. I understand. Listen, I do. I, I take care of my goats. That's we've got we've got Angus and Fletcher over there. They're, those are my goats and all the chickens and horses. I I understand, and she'll be fine out here. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I've I've I put never a, lost I... an animal since I've been here, and, and this this inn is is well protected. Well, I I appreciate that, and you know, I gave Angus. I put a splint on his leg. He was. Uh, Limping a little bit. I hope oh. that's okay. A little bit of solve on there. Uh, Looked like he had a bit of a rash, so that'll straighten him out in a couple of days. Well, yeah, he he turned his ankle on a walk the other day, but thank you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could see that. Listen, well, or I'll make me feel better if you if you go up to the room with your friend. Okay, fair enough. I'll uh, I I will head up there. Your sheep will be fine. I'll keep uh, an eye on Rebecca. Okay. All right. Good night, Rebecca. Mwah. Give her a little. Kiss on the, on the top of the head. 
and she says something in Dwarvish that seems like, oh my gosh, what do you speak Dwarvish? <laughs> no. <laughs> she's like, it's it's kind of like, uh, ooh, this guy. Um, <laughs> so you head up to the room, and you guys uh, drift off to sleep, and you find uh, night takes you, and um, uh, are you are you both going to bed, or are you? Are you... Okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, um, you hope that it's going to be a better night's sleep than last night. You know, I had um, both of you had kind of a waking nightmare, and and um, in the middle of the night, uh, I would like both of you to make um, perception checks with disadvantage because you're sleeping. Perception, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> six. Eighteen. Ooh. Okay. Melbourne is dreaming soundly of... What are you dreaming of, Melbourne? Trees uh, and flowers. Trees, grass, flowers, butterflies. Beautiful. A beautiful sunlit field of... Oh, a fluffy bunny. Carnations and... and, and animals that are frolicking and it's so much more enjoyable um theo you awake with a start and you just wake up thinking it you know something might have happened to rebecca and uh standing at the foot of your bed you see a shape a humanoid shape and you see a kind of a a glowing um face from beneath a, a cloak and he says if you want to talk with Mr. Blood Moon, you have to go through me first. And that's where we're going to stop for tonight. Oh. <laughs>